Many of the best employees at your landscape company will come through referrals from your existing team, or they may find your open positions online. But how can you proactively go out and find new employees? Check out today's episode where I interview a professional recruiter for the landscape industry who talks about how to create a cash referral bonus program, how and when to use LinkedIn, what to look for when you're outsourcing to a professional recruiting company, and tips for getting actively engaged in your employees' communities so they're finding you. We weren't getting the leads that I knew we could. We weren't getting the right leads. What started happening is that our our leads are more qualified. Our sales have probably gone up by about 10 to 15% a year. We're going to increase our sales volume by a million dollars in a year. Hey everyone, Jack Jostis here, and welcome to The Landscaper's Guide. This show is all about inspiring the green industry with ideas for sales, marketing, and leadership to grow your company. We've had a lot of great episodes focused on employer branding and marketing, the things that you need to do to stand out as a great employer. So people find your job ads online, watch your videos, and ultimately choose to work with you. But one thing we haven't talked about on the show is doing proactive outbound marketing and outbound recruiting. And that's what today's episode is all about. So I recommend doing all of it though, the employer branding, the marketing, and this. So if you haven't already, check out landscapersguide.com slash podcast, and you can click on the recruiting tab to see our previous episodes. And with that, let's get into the conversation with Tommy Cole from McFarland Stanford. All right, everyone, welcome to the Landscaper's Guide. Today, I'm excited to interview Tommy Cole. Tommy is the vice president of McFarland Stanford, which he was just telling me is like the back office of every landscape company. Um, Tommy, I've gotten to meet you and many of your partners at McFarland Stanford over the past few years. We're both members of the Texas Nursery Landscape Association and NALP. Um, it's been, it's been great getting to know you. What do you mean though? What, what is McFarland Stanford and what do you mean that you're the back office of every landscape company? You know, that's a great question. You know, what we always sort of tend to tell the story is landscapers are great at building stuff, right? Construction, installation, making things pretty, mowing, taking care of properties. But the trick is, is they're not well-trained or diverse in the back office. And what the back office means is financial, right? How to read a P&L statement, right? How to, how to read the books correctly, how to do office um, administration, how to do sales, how to do operational, how to manage a team, um, how to lead a team, a lot of leadership skills, right? We're great at the green stuff, making it pretty, but what about the stuff that we're just we're just not really good at. We're good at getting our hands dirty and uh, making a product. But what about the backside? And so McFarland Stanford offers a lot of services. Um, we head up a large uh, peer group. Uh, we've got more than, uh, we've got 10 peer groups across the country, 10 to 12 business owners in each group. We do a lot of private coaching uh, for over 300 companies in the US. We also do bookkeeping for small companies. So I handle all the books. Uh, we also do recruiting. So we'll recruit management staff and above uh, for your company. Um, that's kind of a nutshell. We have the ability to have HR services uh, part of our piece. We have valuations. If you're looking to buy or sell a company or just want to ask for a loan, right? 
Um, mergers and acquisitions is, is pretty good. So, so everything that's the back office without installing shrubs and, and mowing grass. Awesome. And and what is McFarland Stanford? Are those like, is that your name or I don't think it is right now. I've met met you and some of your partners. So tell me that's just quick history of of the firm and yeah. and the name. Yeah, we're we're not a law firm, right? It sounds very. <laughs> uh, it sounds like that. Uh, uh, Jason and Jim, Jim Calla and Jason New are, are the founders of McFarland Stanford. Uh, Jim lives on McFarland Street, and Jason uh, lives on Stanford. And so they came together and say, "Hey, let's just get something together that's not uh, has the word landscape in it, right? We're going to be able to help. You know, we're going to be able to coach landscape companies, but." Let's sort of change things up, and it just happened. That sort of thing. I love it. Yeah, it 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 does sound kind of like a law firm. I I thought that actually when I <laughs> heard your name the first time at TNLA. Um, well, today we're here to talk about a really important and interesting topic, uh, which is outbound recruiting. So we've we've talked on our show uh, before about the importance of marketing and some of the things you need to have on your website and. Many employees are searching online for jobs or they're getting referrals. Um, you know, by and large, landscape companies, let me know if you agree, are, are mainly going to find their employees through their current employees. And there you can't always just sit around and wait for somebody to find you online or yeah. to be referred by a friend. And that's where this idea of outbound recruiting comes in. So uh, tell us a little bit about what is outbound recruiting and what are some of the ways that we can do it? Yeah. You know, the phrase of, you know, Hey, we need some people. We'll just put a now hiring sign right in the front of our building. And guess what happens? All these people come coming in, right? They're just going to knock on the door and they're going to show up. Uh, those days are long gone. Right. Um, at the end of the day, you always have to be hiring. Even if you think you're staff, you've got to be constantly looking for people, um, whether it's a, you're in growth mode, whether someone leaves, like you've got to be hiring, um, you know, and, the, and your team needs to know that, right? It's not just the owner that is looking at their organization chart. Does every team neighbor, neighbor um, know the importance of new people, whether it be the field staff, management, above, whatever, you're always hiring no matter what. I think that's that's a big takeaway right now is, is we're in the service industry, people servicing people at the end of the day. Um, and so uh, we need great employees to run our business. Um, and, and the employees are actually the biggest asset uh, to an organization. It's not the equipment, you know, it's not the clients, it's the, it's the people. And so we're always looking and you have to get into that mindset that you're always recruiting. You're always looking um, for people. It's not something that you think about every Friday morning at eight o'clock and you spend an hour on it, right? It's, mm. it's a daily task to be recruiting constantly. Yeah, it, it is. Um, you know, and one one of the things that I do with my own staffing needs is I keep positions open on our website, or at least we're always accepting applications. And we'll note on there that, you know, this position is currently filled and we invite you to apply. And I I get a lot of people who apply that, um, one of whom has almost worked with me for two years that applied 
And then I think it was six months later, we ended up hiring them. And so that's one way that you can kind of always, always be doing that. And then sure, some people are actively looking and they're going to get a job offer next week and they're going to take it. But what, so what are the, what are some of the ways that, that you can proactively be recruiting? How do you find people? How do you connect with them? What do you say to them? Uh, Right. Where, where, you know, where do you find them, especially for landscape companies? Yeah, good point. I, I've got a list. I've got a handful written down for you. Um, you know, where do you find them? I think you hit the nail on the head earlier where you said a, a referral, like team members that are already in your organization. They know people. They have friends, right? They have family. Uh, what a better way to have someone in your staff to refer somebody. So the the hot topic now with with all of our a lot of our coaching uh, uh, clients and peer group members is a referral bonus program. Mm-hmm. Right, you refer somebody, we will pay you for that. Um, and a lot of times that happens in cash, a, a cash referral bonus program. You just bring someone and refer them in here, and they get hired the day you get hired. Here is a hundred bucks cash. Here you go, and you present that in front of the team, and they're like, "Wow, that's amazing!" Like if I get a hundred bucks now, and then you you spread out those. If 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 that person sticks for another you know sixty days, it's another three hundred bucks. If if it's a, another 120 days, it's another 300 bucks. And at the end of the year, that staff member could get a thousand bucks cash. Like that is the ultimate referral to bring on team members, right? Um, you know, the back history of that, you got to make sure you got a great organization, right? It's got to be mm-hmm. a great place to work. The culture has to be great. They have to be excited to work for the company. So that referral program is has been a huge win. Um, you know, I wrote down here community and oftentimes we... We, we post stuff on, uh, on the internet, right? Hoping and praying someone uh, jumps on our fishing line and we mm-hmm. set the hook, right? But you kind of got to go fishing, right? You have to go physically go out there and it's in your local community. I, I wrote down like local churches, right? In, in the neighborhoods of, of where a, a lot of the people that, uh, where they live, right? It's intramural sports teams, Soccer, baseball, volleyball, there's things that happen in small communities are like, that's that's the people we want. It's uh, high schools in the area. I mean, what a better way to, to get in front of high school kids and saying landscape is an actual career. You could be here for 30 years and retire um, with our organization. And a lot of high school people don't know that. They're like, oh, you're just pushing a mower. No big deal. I don't want to do that. But there's so many avenues in a landscape company to work for. Um you know, the last is professional recruiters, right? And, uh, you know, McFarland Stanford does that. Um, I, I think it's like a, you know, two-pronged approach. Your organization needs to be actively approaching, you know, local communities, uh, 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 reaching out constantly with team members. But it's not bad to have a professional recruiter also looking for people, right? It's, it's multiple sets of eyes on it constantly, if, 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 if staffing your organization is your number one priority, why not have the two-pronged approach, right? So the best thing about professional recruiting services is you only pay when they find someone, right? So why not hire them, look for people. They've got a huge network across a community or a geographic region. People are moving all the time. People want to look for something better. Hire them. You find the right person and you pay you pay them for this for 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 locating it. So that's kind of like sort of top four. You know, there's also universities, right? 
local universities with horticulture programs, landscaping, contracting programs. Um, you know, those people are always looking for something, right? When they come out of college, right? What a better way to get them into your system mm-hmm. and, and develop with a good team. Th- those are some of the, the top ones of how to find people. Well, I, and I, I, I like what you said about the cash referral bonus program and how you have it staged over time and recommending that people pay in front of the team, right? Saying, Hey, Tommy, thanks so much for referring Larry. Um, you know, here's a hundred bucks. And, and then, wow. So, so you were saying a thousand dollars. Is that yeah. typically what you'd advise a client to, to pay out in a, in a cash um, referral yeah. bonus program? Per hire? Absolutely. Uh, that that's nothing. Think about the value of a team member coming on board to your team. Mm-hmm. What a thousand dollars means. That is absolutely kind of pocket change at the end of the day. Right sure. now, now the person that brought that employee on board is excited because he referred a friend. That friend that came on board is excited, right? And so a thousand dollars is really nothing. If 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 employees are your number one asset in an organization, that to me is, it's not that much money, right? Well, yeah. And, and um, I have surveyed landscapers. I have run masterminds. I've talked with a lot of people. Um, I actually, I have some note cards here where I wrote down, I did a mastermind and I asked people, how much is it costing you per, per year not being staffed? These were ranging in in revenue, the the firms, but some of them were two hundred thousand um, dollars. One person was a million dollars in 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 work when they didn't get their H two B visas. That because they were understaffed, they couldn't service a million dollars in sales. So yeah, finding a thousand dollars makes a lot of sense. I I sometimes hear people. I think they're they're way lowballing it on the on the on the cash incentive for that. Totally get it. You know, and, and, and the best part is doing it in person, right? I mean, take the initiative to get the cash, right? And present it in person is mm-hmm. such a grander effect than saying, we'll deposit $100 in your bank account. Oh, yeah, but max, you know, minus the taxes and all that, it's really like $82. But yeah. you don't really see it. You, you, you just, you don't see it. But taking home a $100 bill, is a whole different story, right? I, I agree. So I, I, I actually send my staff hundred dollar bills um, yeah. for their different things, and uh, when I go to the bank, I ask for the crispest one hundred dollar <laughs> bills, and they always laugh, but I always get them. And then there's something about yeah. a one hundred dollar bill um, that it's fun too to have it, and then you go and use it on something. Love one it. thing, yep. some I haven't looked into this too far, but I heard that if you buy those visa gift cards that that's actually then a business expense and it's not, it's not considered payroll. So you can write it off. Yeah. I get Whereas that. If- you know, I, 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 in my opinion, it's kind of like, oh, it's another piece of plastic to hold on to yeah. that can get lost. Right. Yeah. Like who many, how many times do we have gift cards? You're like, man, I got a gift card from so-and-so and I can't find it. But I, <laughs> you're like, it's somewhere and it's like $50, yeah. but, but if it was a cash bill, it, it just means so much. And we found so much success over across the entire country with that. It just, it, you know what that does? It just improves the, uh, the culture of the company. Right. Right. Um, And, and everyone has a culture at the end of the day. It just depends on if it's good or bad. (laughs) And that, that makes it a good culture. Right. Sure. 
Yeah. And the, the, the next point that you talked about with community, I wanted to share a story of a client of mine who, who's actually in Ennis, Texas, they're Techscapes, and they created an apprenticeship program with the local high school. So they work with the gym and they donate the materials where kids can learn horticulture. They learn, they basically make hanging baskets that are then sold at the nursery. But in addition to that, they created an apprenticeship and I just interviewed, actually, when I was down in Texas, when I went out with you all, mm-hmm. uh, I interviewed this young woman. She was 17. She went through the apprentice program, and now she's going to work at Techscapes full time. Oh, um, wow. And then they're working with the association, the TNLA, to get her certified. So there's just a lot of different ways, I think, that you can get involved And then Casey, the owner of the company, goes and speaks at the high school, right? So he goes and speaks. A lot of high schools are looking for small business owners to come in and talk about what do you do? What's it like to be an entrepreneur? And the whole idea that, yeah, you can have a legitimate career in in the green industry is something that that people need to hear. And I I think it's a a great way. Yeah, most people don't know they can make it a career, right? They just, they just don't know. They just need to be in front of someone that, you know, has a business and that can teach them, you know, man, you can make, you can, you can do anything from maintenance to fertilizer application, to installation, to, you could even be a fleet manager of, or a mechanic. You could be a mechanic in the landscape industry. Um, it's just fascinating to see uh, what, what it, and the best thing about in the landscape world is you can make instant gratification changes, right? Right now, you have an instant impact. It's it's a green industry. Um, it's very popular. It's a it's a it's a growing industry. Um, it's outdoors, which is great, right? You, you you don't get to sit behind a desk every day. It's attractive. You get to you get to work with your hands and build you know some great stuff. Absolutely, yeah. It's an exciting industry, and so for people listening, I hope the apprenticeship or getting involved with the high school and speaking. I mean. That's that's a really great way to connect and and spread the yeah. word. One of one of the things. So I went to the Grow Conference, Marty Grunder's Grow Conference, and a bunch of the McFarland Stanford team was there. And I met um, one of the recruiters from your team, and then he introduced me to somebody who had been recruited, and he had just he he his story. This guy, he was he probably had. 20, 30 years of experience in the green industry and was moving to Florida. I can't remember the guy's name, but he was moving from North Carolina to Florida and you all helped him find his new job. And he said that you all connected with him on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. And so I was curious about, you know, proactively finding people like, is LinkedIn relevant for finding landscape employees or... Yeah, what it is. Uh, it's relevant. It's not the end-all, be-all source. Right. right? Not everybody's on LinkedIn. Um, a lot of people are on LinkedIn. Um, you know, some are on it, but they might not ever use it. Um, you'll find a lot of people will use it when they are like, I need to change jobs. So I'm going to get it on LinkedIn. But yeah, we do find a lot of candidates on LinkedIn. Mm. Um, we also find a lot of candidates just meeting people, Right meet someone that meets someone that, repl- you know, the, so the person that went to Florida got placed, he knows a friend in the industry. He knows another friend in the industry, refer them, refer, right. And it just mm-hmm. multitudes after that. I mean, at the end of the day, landscape is a small industry. Uh, you know, a lot of people take the, take the Dallas Fort Worth market. I mean, 
everyone knows everyone. Um, totally. So LinkedIn is great. I, I recommend if you are, you know, seeking a better opportunity or if you're moving, you always need to keep your LinkedIn profile up to date. Keep it professional, right? Um, go on there and search companies. Look at look at them. See what they're doing. See what they're building. Like their stuff. The more traction you get, the more you understand the 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 industry, the better off you are. It's almost like a permanent job interview. LinkedIn is right. Yeah, um, it has your face. It's like you're always you're always looking. I, I spend about twenty minutes every night on LinkedIn. Every single evening, I just get on there. You know, the kids are going to bed, right? They're sleeping. Why not 20 minutes and see what's going on? What's the podcast? What are these companies like out there? What are they posting? What are they struggling with, right? Understand them. I, I, I think that's huge in, in this industry is, um, is, is, is being putting yourself out there. Right. Mm-hmm. And it, you're, you're in constant job interview mode, right? And someone may seek you out. They're, they're looking. So always have that LinkedIn um, profile up to date, professional looking. So, so that makes sense, you know, for, for, if you're an employee, right. What about, what about for business leaders who are listening that are maybe struggling to find people? What are some things that they could try themselves to recruit? What, you know, so you, you know, I, I love the getting involved in the community. I agree the culture of your company. Like if you're not a good place to work, people are going to find out sooner or later. <laughs> yeah. yeah I totally um, so I think, it. I think that's like a foundational thing. What are some, some things that they could go try themselves to start up a conversation with somebody that might lead to an interview? Or- yeah. <clears throat> you know, it's, uh, it's, uh, I would, as a company, I would connect with a lot of people, right? It's, 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 we're all in this in the relationship business. So it's getting connected um, it, if you got someone in an organization reaching mm-hmm. out to people, right, making a connection, hey, I saw your post, it looked great. How is it going, right? Uh, uh, how is the business going where you're at? Like interaction, it's almost like a digital conversation. So here's the thing: is is always be in communication. Uh, oftentimes, what companies do is they go. Well, we're not in need of someone, so we're not going to be on LinkedIn as much, right? Oh, now we need somebody, so now I'm going to go engage in conversations. I, I, I really firmly believe that companies need to be involved in social media all the time, constantly. And there should be a dialogue and interaction. When there's dialogue and interaction, your company is getting elevated in the social media world, right, to be seen, Right. And as a company, you want to be seen in the social media world. So in order to be seen, now you're being attracted to potential candidates. Definitely. Right? Yeah, I, I think, yeah, you have to be involved in those conversations. And I, I'm the same way, actually. I After I put my kids to bed, I'm checking out LinkedIn and just even liking some posts and posting a comment. You yeah. learn a lot and see a lot. Yeah. So what's it what's it like to work with a professional recruiter and how would you know if you're talking with a good one or a bad one right so what are what are maybe some some things that you could what would be the criteria of of a good recruiter for a landscape company well first and foremost you know industry uh knowledge 
right? Do they recruit in that industry or do they recruit for multitude of industries, IT, right? You name it across the board. Are they in the hospitality? Are they in the medical world, right? So I would hone in on specific, right? So landscape industry, right? That's that's probably a big mm-hmm. one. You understand it a little bit better. Um, you know, I, to me, you have to, the, the recruiting staff has to understand who you are, right? So let's take an in, let's get an intake form is what they call it. Like, let's really understand Jack as a potential candidate. Mm-hmm. What is he like? Where's he from? All the experience that he's put together, like, we need to have a conversation, a long conversation about what you're looking for, where you've been, what's your history, all that. Like, really understand that person. The more we understand that person, then we can take that person and and and, and make a fit for an organization, right? So, someone that takes the time uh, to get to know that person, it's kind of like their profile. Um, you know, the other thing is, um, is are they updating you along the way, right? So you've, you've got, you've hired someone. Are they giving you weekly updates or daily updates saying, hey, listen, I've reached out to a couple of organizations, right? How is the dialogue? And you got to act like this is a, almost this is like a client, right? This is like a client in a landscape company, right? So we're talking about, you know, intake form. Are they in the industry? Is there communication, right? It's no different than, than running your own business, yeah. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, those fees are they're expensive. Right. And so at the end of the day, you want to make sure you're getting that that volume in and you feel like you're getting your return on your investment for that person that you may hire. Um, McFarland Stanford does it great. Um, we 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 take those recruiting fees that you'll play that you'll pay and divide it in 12 months. So it becomes a monthly payment which is great. So it's not a one-time hit up front. Um, most landscape companies can't take that one-time hit up front. So we kind of, we space it out over the course of 12 months, which is great for landscape companies. Well, and then what happens if the employee doesn't work out? Do they keep paying you or? No, the employee leaves, it doesn't work out. We replace it at no charge. Wow. Right? So here's the thing. Like I said earlier, it's a win-win. You got to mm-hmm. take that multi-prong approach. If you just say, I'm going to put a no hiring, now hiring sign up front. Well, that's not going to work, right? They just don't walk in. How can I attack and go after the community and the colleges and the universities, referral bonuses? Oh, and by the way, can I hire a professional too? So think about all those approaches across the board. So now you have all these avenues that you can start to get candidates to come in, right? Yeah, definitely. I think you need to have multiple channels for your for your sales and marketing, um, for your recruiting, and and uh, that'll set you up really for the a, a good steady stream of of potential people to work with. And yeah. and like you said, those conversations. I think connecting with people on LinkedIn and keeping an interaction with them, just even checking in with them. Maybe that maybe they're not ready to work with you now. But they may be later, and there've definitely been times yeah, where I've hit, kept in touch with people. Absolutely, yeah. That is that is a key because we're in the relationship business. At the end of the day, you may not have a spot for that person, but that doesn't mean mm-hmm. you need to hang up the phone and not talk to them until the time is ready. But what you may get, you may find someone, and they're not ready. So that candidate's like, "Listen, I'm not ready to make a move. Like, I'm good. 
thank you, Bob. We completely understand this is not right, the right move. But mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, I'm going to stay in touch with you. Oh, really? Right? You know how we always say we're going to stay in touch? So what you do as an, as an employer is you put your in your calendar. I'm going to follow up in three months and another three months. And I'm going to keep checking in four times a year with Bob. Bob, how's it going? How's the family? Oh, man, it's great. You know, I still love the company. What if six months go by and Bob goes, this is not working out, man. There's something's not right, man. Oh, is, is Jim going to call me again? Yep. Here comes Jim calling again, right? Bob, how's yeah. it going? Bob, you know, Bob's like, I'm not feeling it anymore, Jim. I think I'm, let's talk, right? Because you fostered that relationship. Like you really meant, meant it. And it may take six months to get that key manager. It may take 12 months, right? But at some point they may make a decision mm-hmm. and go, you know what? I, I, I think I need to really entertain a conversation with Jim. Tommy, it's been a real pleasure for people who are listening that want to learn more. How can we connect with you? Yeah, great. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn. I'm there every night, there right? <laughs> uh, Tommy Cole, that's C-O-L-E. So you can find me there. I, I love to comment and interact with all of our clients, uh, everything. So connect there or you can go to our website, McFarlandStanford.com. Uh, we've got a great videos and information about peer groups and bookkeeping, recruiting, uh, any of that. You know, you can contact us and you can get on our uh, contact list. Just sign up for the newsletter. It's the first thing that pops up on the website. And then you get all of our content and sort of things that events coming up when we're speaking. Uh, look for us on social media. We're all over Instagram, uh, LinkedIn and Facebook. Um, we're speaking several times a year. We're hosting peer groups. We do a lot of fun stuff. It's great. We're all about growing uh, businesses uh, in the landscape world. So enjoyed it. Awesome, Tommy. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show. And uh, I'll put links to that in the in the show notes. It, it's McFarlane Stanford. That's M-C-F-A-R-L-I-N. And then Stanford is S-T-A-N-F-O-R-D. So McFarlane Stanford, like the streets, if you haven't been there on them. Go. So um, awesome, Tommy. Thanks so much. I really enjoyed talking with Tommy and his perspective on building relationships with people, getting involved in their communities, creating incentives, but ultimately treating people like individuals. I think that's the key to selling and to recruiting is to have that conversation and treat people like an individual and then follow up with them over time. And when it makes sense, they'll join your team. That's worked for me with uh, recruiting for my own company And I've seen it work for my clients too. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you're curious about other ideas for recruiting and employer branding, check out landscapersguide.com slash podcast to see the recruiting tab where we've got other interviews on related topics. My name is Jack Jostis. And thank you so much for listening to the Landscapers Guide. I look forward to talking with you next week.